I took a day off from being grumpy. GOB 100. Birding. Like my childhood self, I'm in awe of the vast blueness of sky over the summer reed bed. Is this ineffable depth, breadth and beauty, God, unknowable and visceral, my sated awe becomes tranquillity? But not silence, as Gaia's breath is ruffling reed stems and bush leaves, lullaby-like but not soporific, like a distant melody drawing forth a vague memory of music, an earworm that awakens attention. Beneath it, a deeper beat of insect buzz. Momentarily, my eyes are drawn to the flutter of a butterfly, never settling for inspection. Bombastic bees bounce and drift, bounce and drift, bounce away as my eyes are taken by the pop-up perching of a streaked perfection ruined by scatterbrained song. The sedge warbler drops down in an instant. My vision is drawn across the straw-yellow sea of reeds. Periodic reed buntings punctuate the scene. If it stays up in view, it self-identifies, punching out song to proclaim its maleness. The melody is building, but there is a contrapuntal chorus breaking into awareness. Marsh frogs are making their maleness known too. Like a cough in the concert hall, a moorhen's unnecessary alarm momentarily distracts, but is forgiven as the musical complexity captivates. As if a contralto's aria is unexpectedly performed at full volume, a Chetty's warbler whispers across seven fields, subtle by their distance, jackdaws chack and jack, like an audience murmuring appreciation. Steady, strong flight creeps into the eye corner, gliding across the pools and ditches between beds. Sun glints on a golden headdress as she flies to relieve the calico male from nest duty. He doesn't harry but soars, preferring another hunting ground. Mrs. Moorhen skitters again, fearing for a clustered blood. Plovers take to their flapping flight as duty calls them to see off the predator. Obscure before it flew, a lone green shank dips and struts elegance, wading majesty. The sandpiper peeks from behind a bulrush to bob and bow across the mud, picking invisible flies where they use a puddle's meniscus to consider reproduction. Over their heads, a lifelong couple hover and dive together. White wings folded, she settles on the mud to receive the silver fish she offers, an hourly tribute to her fertility. Having danced, they drift away to couple on a safe islet somewhere. Their flight takes my eyes back to the never-ending empty summer singing blue. Hirondines have gathered while I supped on nature's grounded feast. They throng and turn invisibly high, or water skim and skirl head high, each shrill call a thrilling summer proclamation. Mass they suddenly starburst as summer's scimitar-winged hunter dives for fast food. Luckless the hobby peels away to soar again, with seven fellows circling and sating their hunger on the midday Odonata hatch. The high sun warmth has hatched thermals and buzzards circle as they drift across the scene. The kettle slowly steams across the sky until even binocular enhanced views are too dim. Drawing back again to the high blue I see true summer, swifts are teaching all others how to fly. They can be nothing more truly sky-born than swifts. All else seeks to emulate the mastery they demonstrate. Fledged into the sky, they know only air until adulthood forces their two short feet into cliff crevice or roof space. Is it my soul that soars with them in religious rapture?
or just ornithological euphoria. They are the crescendo's end, the peak of perfection, an avian art form. Tired eyes may search out the dapper dress of bearded reedlings, or summer-seeking ears may listen to turtle-love purrs or cuckoo calls, but the high ridge has been conquered when the swift summit was reached.